Our youth are being heard on Sound Off. 98.5 KISS FM. We're more than just a radio show. We're a family where teens have a voice. Here we talk about topics that are relevant to the community as well as things that interest us. Yeah, we're teenagers. But we have stuff that we want to say. And we're going to do that now. 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 We sound off and you can sound off too. Good morning to you, all of our amazing listeners. We welcome you to Sound Off. We're heard uh, weekly on your favorite radio station, in addition to our Apple podcast. Uh, my name is Claudine Lance Schofield, and uh, it's such an honor to say good morning to, first of all, my co-host. Good morning to you, Amanda. Good morning, Sco. And How good are you? Morning. I am doing well. You always ask me that, and I appreciate it. I'm actually doing well. You know, yes. in the midst of all of this, we're doing well. Good. Uh, Avriel and BJ, good morning. Good morning, good morning. morning. Avriel is back, been on a little vacation. BJ has been gone for a minute. So well, before yeah. we bring our very special guest in, if you, uh, BJ, would tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and then Avriel, and then we'll get started. Yeah, what's going on? How you guys doing? Um, my name is BJ, um, a.k.a. Real. If you follow me on Instagram, at really real. Um, I'm an actor slash uh, entertainer, songwriter, you know, whatever you want to call it. I'm that man that gets everything done, okay? You put the camera in front of me, and I'm going to show you magic, okay? Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And you're not shy. Avery, oh, no. tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, far less interesting. My name is Avriel, and I am a recent communications graduate from St. John's University. Well, it's good to have you, and uh, we're really honored to have Sanika Chapman. She's a life coach, and I'm telling you, uh, we're going to have a very interesting topic on this morning because October is National Bullying Prevention Month, and uh, we're going to put a little twist to it. And so I want to say good morning to you, uh, my Sarah, my friend. Good morning to you, Ms. Chapman. Good morning, Ms. Schofield. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. Well, we're really excited to have you. If you would take the opportunity uh, to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Danika Chapman. I actually am very local, so I grew up right down the road in Georgetown, South Carolina. Um, but now I, I often refer to myself as a marketing manager turned life coach. And I help women who are recovering from workplace bullying and abuse reclaim their power so that they can maximize their impact in the workplace and beyond. I love it. I love it. And so before we came on, we were talking about the fact that when it's National Bullying Prevention Month, we talk about cyberbullying and we talk about, you know, all different type of bullying. But I'm telling you, I will be the first to confess. I never thought about workplace bullying. And so I want to know what is workplace bullying and then why is this? Uh, why are you so compassionate about this subject? Yeah, so a lot of people don't think about workplace bullying when they think about bullying, but actually it's more common than you think. About 70% of workers actually report experiencing workplace bullying and another 20% actually say that they've, they've witnessed it in their workplace, right? 
And so when we talk about workplace bullying, it's really kind of an extended, repeated behavior that is demeaning, intimidating, aggressive, that happens over an extended period of time that's done by an employee or a group of employees to another employee in the workplace. Wow. I'm telling you, 70%? Yeah, yeah. And there was actually a survey done by Monster.com last year, and about 90% of the respondents to that survey said that they had experienced workplace bullying. Thank God I'm not in the number. I'll be (laughs) honest with you. Uh, You know, I'm just happy I'm not in the number because I've never even thought about it. I'm coming to you, Amanda. What did you have? Um, I just want you to expound on that a little bit, because I know you said um, you mentioned possible aggression with bullying. um, But is there any passive aggressive manners? I'm just wondering for those um, work situations where it might not be aggressive and it might not be harsh language. But what if it's like passive aggressive? And if it is, what 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 do we look for for that? Yeah, that's a great question, Amanda. And one of the things that I want to point out is it often goes unreported, right? Because people Mm -hmm. are so fearful of um, retaliation on on both sides, targets and people who have witnessed it. But it can also show up um, passive aggressively. It can also show up, um, I like to say, when you in in work sabotage. So Mm -hmm. oftentimes what that looks like is you might get an assignment at work, but you don't necessarily get all the pieces that you need in order to be successful, right? Right. So that's not somebody saying, you know, that's not somebody kind of aggressively calling you a name or, or saying anything mm-hmm. aggressively, but it's a passive aggressive way that kind of leads to this sense of intimidation or, or you kind of feeling like, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm being called out. I'm being, I'm being made to feel uncomfortable. Wow. That's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. That underlying stuff that you might, right. might be oversight. Okay. Come right. to you, BJ. Uh, what did you have? Well, wow. Yeah. I was just thinking about like, um, from my experiences, I've seen things like people using uh, seniority as a mm-hmm. tool to kind of hover over people. Like, um, let's say you've been on the job 15 years and this new cat comes on the job. He's been there for two weeks. All this stuff that, you know, that you don't want to do, you can easily pass it to him. And exactly. that becomes like some sort of bullying as well, because that's, that's not his job. He's not getting paid. You're getting paid extra money to do it. But you're going to make that, you know, new dude do the uh, job. And now everybody just makes it as if it's like he's supposed to do it. Like it's the norm. And that's I feel like that's a part of bullying, too. You know, can you expound on that? What do you feel about that? Yeah. So so I I think that that is also another form of bullying. But, you know, again, if it happens kind of over time, if, if those work, those work actions that are kind of being piled on. Yeah, once right. that starts to happen over time and there's more and more work piled on or the deadlines are getting tighter, that can also present itself as bullying. But I also kind of want to point out, too, that sometimes that's just misplaced management, right? Mm. Mm. That's good. Right. Um, okay, and, okay. So we have to address that a different way. Is that not not everything is is bullying? And, and because it's it's so specific to the actual person, it, it, it can vary, right? Yeah, right. that's good. I'm glad you clarified that. That's really good. That's a really good way of looking at it because sometimes it's a managerial issue. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I right. think a lot of us probably could attest to that. Um, coming to you, Avrielle, what did you have, darling? So I guess my question is, with it being such a slippery slope with um, different forms of bullying in the workplace, what is a foolproof way of identifying if you have been a target of bullying? 
Yeah, that that is a very interesting question, Avriel, because as of right now, today, there's not really a foolproof way that you can actually document. Um, a lot of companies actually don't even have policies to address workplace bullying. So the one thing that I always tell people is that you do have to become a documentation warrior. So you have to start to document all of the perceived bullying behavior that you're seeing and experiencing in the workplace so that you can at least start the conversation with your manager and our and or HR representative. So is there a fine line between someone just uh, kind of like disliking you and then maybe you can misconstrue it for, okay, maybe they are bullying me. And I, I, I think I'm piggyback. I mm-hmm. want to pick back up what Ariel is talking about because honestly, and I'm not trying to be funny, if I have been bullied at the workplace, I just never knew it. I mean, because I get along pretty much with everybody, but it, and and I think I could honestly say that probably managerial styles sometimes are different. But now, I, I want to I want to I want you to talk a little bit more about that. So the message is clear that you know it, it. You talked about the fact that it might be the manager. You talk about the fact it could be personality conflict. Um, so the fine line could be defined. Yeah. So 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 one of the things for me, and I'll just I'll I'll just say this. Um, I actually was the target of of workplace bullying several times in my career. And when you experience it, you will 100% know it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let me just uh, clarify by saying that. So if you feel like you haven't experienced it, chances are you haven't. Um, Typically, a a manager kind of not liking you, that's a very slippery slope. That can turn Mm -hmm. into a bullying situation very, Mm -hmm. very easily. Um, But if if you, you know, it, it will start to feel like, and I always say, Leadership is different from from feeling like you're being bullied and you're being targeted out. So if it's just a, you know, me and my manager don't really get along, but there's still a level of respect there. You still feel like that person is exhibiting strong leadership. That's a little bit different from, you know, every day your your assignments are changing and you don't know why. Um, All of a sudden you'll start getting, you know, extra scrutiny on your work. So these are just things that happen to me. So like I said, it shows up a little bit differently, but these are things that that happened to me that really in the beginning felt very much like, gosh, this person just wants to make me a better employee. But that very quickly turned into every day. Um, And the stakes got started getting higher and higher and higher until there was there were constant threats of termination. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is not a positive work environment for anyone to be in. You you cannot function at your highest level when you're constantly being met with that level of, of threats and critique. So, yes, you know, you can. I think you can still work for a manager that you disagree with. We've all done it. We've all had to do it. But the bullying is kind of that constant, repetitive, over and over intimidation, humiliation. Um, mm. So if you you have a manager, and I again, I've witnessed this, who is berating you in front of your teammates over and over and over again, that is that is bullying behavior. So you've crossed the line into some bullying behavior there. So that's what we're talking about. October is National Bullying Prevention Month, and We have a unique topic because we're talking about workplace bullying, and we're really honored to have uh, Zanika Chapman, who is a life coach. And uh, we have the Sound Off team on the Zoom deep on this morning. Uh, We got to say thank you to all of our amazing sponsors. Would not be able to do Sound Off without our sponsors, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Your youth are being heard on Sound Off. 98.5 KISS FM. Sound Off. Does young people even need a voice in this community? What can the community expect from this show? I am my brother's keeper. We got to be responsible for each other. It's okay to be different. Building stronger communities by helping the rest of our community really make it and achieve their dreams. Good morning once again to you, all of our amazing listeners. We welcome you back to Sound Off. Uh, my name is Claudine Lance Schofield, and we're really, really honored to have my Sarah, my friend, Sanika Chapman, who's a life coach, and uh, happy to have my co-host, happy to have uh, BJ, and we're happy to have Avriel. And uh, October is National Bullying Prevention Month. And so on this morning, we're talking about workplace bullying, and we don't want to waste a lot of time. So good morning again to everybody. Good morning. Good morning. morning. I'm coming back to you, Amanda. I'm going to start with you. What did you have? This is such an interesting topic. And so like I just was um, thinking back to a previous work experience where um, I remember it being so toxic and it wasn't just me that was being bullied. It was other people. And this person that was in a management position would belittle people um, in front of others. And it really became such a toxic work environment. Um, But looking back at it, now that I'm out of that situation, how would I help someone who was in that situation who's still currently in that situation? Yeah, so I get that question a lot, right, from, and, and I always, I, this is Zanika's personal thing, that you, you either are a target of bullying, you either mm-hmm. are the bully, or you're a witness in the workplace, right? And so one of the first things that I always start with from everybody is we have to break the silence. There are too many of us, too many women, too many women of color who are experiencing these really toxic work situations, and we are not talking to anybody about it. And so you have to find someone close to you, find somebody in your workplace, a, a trusted colleague, not, not everybody, not right, everybody you can right, be trusted, right. but find a trusted colleague that you can talk to. And if you're someone who you're seeing this, you're witnessing this, you also have to break the silence too, right? You mm-hmm. have to be willing to support those who are being targeted because oftentimes they just don't have the confidence. They, they, they may, they're suffering in silence, so they may not even know like, you know, hey, I don't, maybe, maybe I am being too sensitive because some of that stuff that, that's gotten into their head from the negative work environment is starting to seep in. You know, maybe they're really doing this because I really am a horrible employee and I deserve to be treated like this. So you have to start to break the silence on their behalf as well. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where I first kind of tell people to start is you have to break the silence. Um, you definitely have to start documenting the behavior mm-hmm. that you're experiencing. That's everybody involved. So targets and witnesses, you have to start documenting the process. Um, and I also tell people that, you know, once you get the facts, you have to accept the truth, right? You have to accept the truth mm-hmm. about your situation that, I, I'm being bullied. Like, I, I'm a grown mm-hmm. person, <laughs> sometimes right. kids yeah. and a whole spouse or a whole partner, and I go to work every day, and I am being bullied. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we can start to formulate a plan of what comes next and how you want to move forward. But that's kind of where I encourage people to start. Wow. And can I just, I just want to follow up with that real quick, because I'm, I'm thinking back um, to my previous work experience where 
it was almost all of the women of color were being bullied. And it was like, this person would just pick, it, it would depend on the day. You know, I could have a really good day, but then my coworker, who's also a woman of color, would have a bad day. And then I remember there's been times where we've cried in the office, where it was so bad and so toxic. Like, I think all of us at one point have reached that breaking point. Um, but are there any other outside resources do you know of that possibly, because we were supporting each other in that toxic environment, but we were still all in that toxic environment are there any outside resources that you know you could possibly call on or pull to yeah so so one of the things that i would also encourage people to do is is look into getting a coach or looking at therapy there is a workplace bullying institute that you can go to hmm. that has some resources specifically um for managers of of bullying and um targets Mm -hmm. So I would I would start there. If you are in a large enough company where you have, um, I think they call them employee resource groups. If you're in a large enough company where they have those, that's another avenue for you. But the other thing that you know I want to point out too is we oftentimes, and when you're going through a situation like that, it's very heavy, right? Mm -hmm. Really, it's, it's a lot because I can relate, Amanda. I've been there. Um, I've cried in the car before walking into the office. And yes. you still have to you still have to go in there and you have to perform, right? Mm -hmm. um, especially especially women of color and black women specifically, we have all been told that we've got to show up a hundred times better than everybody else. And we wear that when we yes. go to work on top of now we're wearing this really negative treatment. So the one thing that I also want to challenge us to is, and I'm a millennial, so we have this as uh, in common as well, is don't make work your entire life. Mm, that's yeah. Good. That's yeah, good. that's good. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that was really helpful to me as well when I was going through was I I had to leave it there. I couldn't take it with me at sometimes night and I couldn't really take hard. it with me on yeah. the weekend. Yeah. And sometimes, mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes it is really hard. But that is why also having, we talked about this um, in my challenge last week with the ladies that took my challenge, having your self-care squad yeah. is important. Because Absolutely. you're, yeah, because uh -huh. you're right. Like all of you were in that environment together, so there was kind of like a a commissary element to that. But what about your friends who are going to push you to say, okay, here's the truth about this situation. What do you want to do about it? Mm. That's good. That's really and good. And help you to to even mentally and emotionally move past it, even while you're still going through it. I'm yeah. so happy we're having this dialogue. I'm yeah. telling you, this is really good. I'm coming to you, Abrielle. What did you have? So I really like the point you made just about how, like, bullying is something you typically associate with youth. So to experience that as an adult, and you kind of touched on what you can do as an employee, but what do you think that companies can do in order to stop this? Yeah, so I... I think companies have to stop accepting that negative behavior is good leadership. Mm -hmm. Right. That's good. And we really have to start to reframe the way we see leadership and who makes a good leader. Um, when you think about some of your best leadership books, um, who wrote them? They're usually not a very diverse mm -hmm. uh, author base there. So I think we have to start um creating more inclusive leadership environments as well. Um, and I think that employers have to be more open to understanding that this is happening. That's mm -hmm. good. 
That's really good. And a lot of times that they, you know, I, I would say, I think they have to be aware of what's going on because uh, everybody gets caught up in their work, you know, load and everything else. And so I think just being able to verbalize it, um, I think is going to be important. Coming to you, BJ, what did you have? Um, <clears throat> I'm just thinking in general about how the bullying, you know, the bullying factor, it takes place in a whole lot of places besides the workplace, but you know, we're talking generally about the workplace. We can just go right into titles. I mean, you got the the big boss who gets, you know, that specific parking spot. That already, like, mentally plays with your head and make you feel like you're less than him because why does he get that parking spot? So he feels like he can come and do what he, you know, do whatever it is he wants to do. Everybody else can't be on the phone, but he can be on his phone. Like, stuff like that. Is is in my opinion is 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 a part of what creates that uh that vibe in the atmosphere, you know, like oh he's on top so he can do that. We can't. We're the little people. We have to sneak and use our phone. So now you have someone who was you know with that pile. Of course they rise up. So now he's walking around his phone and he was just laughing with you last week, you know, uh, you know, giggling. <laughs> and now he's he like, a flashback. Get off, you know, get off your phone. <laughs> Now he's telling you get off your phone and, and writing you up. So now it's stuff like that. You know, it can cause a problem. And I think that's bullying as well. But that happens often. Yes. Yeah, so, BJ, I think that really what you're talking about there is organizational culture. And so mm -hmm. I have worked in environments where people understand that that CEO position requires a whole lot of other stuff that the rest of us don't want to deal with. Right. And so right. there's a level of respect there. So it's like, you know what? I want to deal with what that man got to deal with. So here, you can have this parking spot. But I also right. think you have to create cultures where there's a mutual level of respect. And right. I think sometimes, too, you, we have to kind of rise above the bad behavior. So if the rule that we signed on to when we joined the company was, hey, we don't use our phones on the floor, then that's the rule we all signed up to. And whether or not that person who was your buddy to today and is your boss tomorrow is going to enforce that, well, that is the rule, right? And so for me, it's more about what was... Are we looking at, from a company perspective, are we looking at people's character and their leadership ability when we give right. them promotion? So really, that person who was not behaving the best way on the floor with you probably wasn't the best person to be promoted anyway. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, uh, uh, October is National Bullying Prevention Month, and we're so honored to have Sanika Chapman, who is a life coach. And I'm telling y'all, she is kicking the knowledge on this morning. I am so happy that we're having this conversation. Uh, we got to say thank you to all of our amazing sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Our youth are being heard on Sound Off 98.5 Kiss FM. Good morning once again to you, all of our amazing listeners. We welcome you back to Sound Off. Uh, my name is Claudine Lance Schofield. I'm really honored to have my co-host, Amanda Butler. We got BJ in the Sound Off Zoom studios. We got Avery L. Williams, and we have our very special guest. Uh, October is National Bullying Prevention Month, and we're talking about workplace bullying with our special guest, Sanika Chapman. Good morning to everybody. Good morning. You know, I, I said before we went into the break, I'm really, really happy that we're having this dialogue. Um, we're going to jump back into it. And I want to talk about 
you're an amazing life coach. And I have come to that conclusion because everything that you're talking about, I'm telling you, you're bringing light to what a lot of people didn't realize probably was happening to them. And mm-hmm. so tell us the advantages. We hear people use the term lightly. I'm a life coach, you know, and I'll be honest with you, everybody and their cousin trying to be a life coach, but everybody's not certified or qualified to be a life coach. So tell me, tell us, the panel, and tell our listeners, what are the advantages of a life coach? And yeah, what does well, a life coach do? Yeah, so life coaching, you're right. It, it is a term that gets thrown around a lot. And there are so many different life coaches. I mean, there are life coaches that deal specifically with trauma. There are life coaches that deal specifically with grief. Um, I actually deal with workplace abuse and and resilience, really. I'm kind of consider myself more resilience and leadership coaching. So there are tons of different life coaches. Um, I think one of the benefits of a life coach is you have someone who kind of can help you towards your goals. So if you think about coaching in any other scenario, we, we often think of sports, but what does that coach really, really do? They kind of, they put a really good team together for you. They call the shots, they help you develop the plays and they don't play the game for you, right? The players still have to go and play the game, but they can sit back and take a step back and see what's going on collectively and then give you some advice and guidance on how to make minor tweaks so that you win the game. So that's really kind of how I consider life coaching is a life coach is someone who's going to walk alongside you. They're going to hold you accountable to the goals that you have. They're going to listen to you probably in a way that nobody else in your life is going to listen to you um, and really just help you walk alongside and help you reach your goals. I like it. Help me win the game. Help I you win the game. It. I love yeah, it. we can't play it for you. That's, right. that's the mistake a lot of people make with life coaching is it's like, here are my problems. Fix me. Right. So I, I'm a t- just help me win the game, and I got PJ coming to you. What did you have? Um, I wanted to know about your three day challenge. Oh yes, the unbreakable challenge. So I hosted yeah. my first uh three day challenge a couple of days ago. We just wrapped up. Actually, we started a week from when we're when we're recording this, but um. And really what we did that day was really we worked three days to create an unbreakable, unshakable attitude in even the worst work environment. So we really worked through the importance of setting intentions for yourself, not for everyone around you, but setting intentions that specifically deal with you. And we did some work on um, shifting your perspective. And then we ended with kind of talking about your self-care squad and making sure that you have your self-care squad together. And so we did all of that inside of a Facebook group. It's still a live group. If anyone wants to join, it's called Unbreakable with Zanika Chapman. And we just really created community there. So Amanda, you shared your story. Lots of women were sharing their stories of workplace bullying, but I am a coach of action. So the bulk of it was really spent. Like, I know these things happened to you and they were terrible, but we've got to get into action and and move the needle forward for you. That's good stuff. Coming to you, Avria, what did you have? So my question is, I guess, because I'm kind of in the space where I'm just personally starting my career, what would be your advice to someone such as myself in terms of how to prepare for these type of situations in the workplace? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, One of the things that I tell people to look for is um, remember when you're interviewing that you're interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing you. So you Mm. have to feel comfortable going into that space. I ask very specific questions 
around leadership and leadership mm-hmm. styles and what would people who have worked with you in the past say about you. Um, but oftentimes we don't know all of that until we actually get into a situation, right? So one of the things that I also say is you've really got to, we spend a lot of time in our heads, but you've really got to get in tune with your intuition. Mm-hmm. And there are going to be cues in that workplace, there's going to be energy in that workplace when you walk in there for an interview and you've got to open your mind and your spirit to all of that. And your, your intuition will help you and it will tell you sooner rather than later of, you know what? I know I said yes, but let me go ahead and pull the resume back out. Like I might need to to keep looking. Right. That's good. Um, And so because you've been through it, and Abrielle, again, she said she's just getting started. So, I mean, I think this show is going to be beneficial for people to look for the warning signs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And so, yeah, because, you know, if you're naive, if you don't know, you just don't know. And so I think this is a good place. And, and again, we're excited that you were able to share this information. This is going to help a lot of people. Amanda, I'm coming to you. What did you have? Um, I want to know about, you know, kind of like the back end of it. You know, Abrielle was talking about the front end, but what about the back end? So what would you tell individuals who may have experienced workplace bullying? And let's say they left and are preparing to go into another workplace. Like, because sometimes that can be a traumatic experience. What would you tell them as they prepare to enter into another workplace? That, yeah, I, I will tell people, and I can relate to this because it took me two years out of my negative situation before I felt like I was even myself again. So wow. walking wow. into a new role, I, I had no confidence. My confidence was shot. I went from what you guys see now to someone I would never ask questions in meetings. Um, I always had a coworker. I felt like I had to have a coworker check in my work because, you know, yeah. I, maybe I couldn't write well or I didn't speak well. So yes, it's it's a traumatic experience and you really have to start to build your confidence back. And so one of the things that I like to do with my clients is we really start to look at your strengths and where that came from. For me, I had done a strength finder and in my bullying scenario, they actually turned my strengths against me and said, see, these are the reasons why you're not doing your job well, because you're so strong in these things. And so what I like to do is go back to the basics, go back to your strengths. What is it that you do well? What is it that you're most proud of? And start to build yourself back up from your strengths. And you can build teams around you, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're in a workplace where you're networking, you can build team around your weaknesses, but you've got to learn to lead and walk in your strengths. Wow. That's powerful. And so that brings me to talking about mentorship. I I firmly believe that it's so essential to have mentors and and, and for people to step up as we talk about mentorship. So how can you connect the two in terms of you find somebody that you want to be a mentor, especially in the workplace? How do you approach that individual to let them know? Yeah, so there are are a lot of ways that I approach mentorship. Um, I think for me, one, I tell people be in action. So if you are looking for a mentor, I think some of the best mentors have found me when I was already doing the work. And they said, hey, wait a minute. This girl is about her business. Let me help her along the way. Now, not everybody's fortunate enough to have that. But I have also I'm a very big proponent of um, I just talk to people. (laughs) And I recognize that's a little scary for, for everybody. But, you know, if you're going to any kind of networking event, 
the person who's speaking, they want you to come up to them. They like that for you to say, hey, I really enjoyed this. But I try to have an actual question. And one of the things that I do is when I do connect with someone new, I might just ask them, hey, who else should I talk to? Like, you know, kind of where I'm trying mm. to be. Who else should I talk to? And they'll say, oh, well, Amanda, you, you should talk to Miss Schofield. And then you say, do you know Miss Schofield? And they'll say, uh, yes. Yeah. And you say, would you mind making a connection for me? That's good. Wow. That's really good. Wow. Um, and then Connecting the dots. Mm-hmm. Connect the dots. Yeah. Right. And, and, and keep in mind, too, I think sometimes we put a lot of pressure on mentorship. But mentorship can happen in a snap. Somebody can mentor you in a conversation and they never see you again. That's, uh, that's true. That's good. That's right. Wow. That's BJ, coming to you. Oh, man. Um, it was just, that was just a lot to take in. I feel like I'm learning. Look, I got my, you know what I'm saying? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm, I just wanted to, I, I don't know, I just wanted some clarity because I, you know, I've never really been like a, been bullied like that before, like in a workplace, but I never really liked bullies. So you feel me? When I seen bullies, sometimes I just wanted to not you know, kind of just give them a dose of their own medicine. And in my right, it's like, I feel like everybody deserves to be treated equally with respect. So when I see a bully bullying somebody that's like, you know, like a little guy, I'm a big dude. So I'm going to come step on his, you know, toes a little bit, like, you know, pipe down. So now I'm going to show the little guys that, hey, you know, you have a savior. Somebody, you know, you know it doesn't have to be that way, basically, because he can be bullied as well. Not to carry it along and do it, but I'm just saying, sometimes I feel like that's necessary. What do you think about that? So, BJ, I can understand, you know, you wanting to jump in there because nobody likes a bully. Like, let me just say that. Nobody right. likes a bully, whether they're bullying your kids or somebody's bullying you at work. But I think we have to remember that in the workplace, it's just a different dynamic. And so the way that that allyship shows up has to be a little bit more um, done in a little bit more productive way. So perhaps instead oh. of kind of you know, bullying the bully, maybe you're the person that can organize some of the other employees to to go to leadership and say, hey, we're witnessing this and we'd like to see a different leadership style from this okay. manager. Or we That's believe good. this manager needs some leadership support. That's okay. Good. You know okay. what? Unfortunately, we're almost out of time. Matter of fact, we're out of time. Oh, but what I, what I know, she got to come back. <laughs> but what I would love for you to do, Zanika, is if you would give us some final thoughts and then, of course, let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you. Please. Yeah, so I think final thoughts, I just want to remind everybody that I've, I've read tons of leadership books. I've never read not one leadership book that says the way that you make somebody a better employee is to make them feel bad about the work that they're doing. So if that is happening to you or if if you're doing that, that is not leadership. And we have to work together to change that. We have to have more inclusive leadership environments, more inclusive leadership training. And the only way that we're going to get there is that we have to work together to do it. We have to work together to break the silence on this trend. How can our listeners get in touch with you? So you guys can find me online. So you can go to ZanikaChapman.com. That's Z-E-N-I-C-A-C-H-A-T. That T-M-A-N.com. I am also available on Facebook and Instagram as well. So you can find me on Facebook at Zanika Chapman or Instagram at Z underscore Chapman. Listen, it has been an honor to have you on this morning. Y'all, y'all let's clap it up. We're going to clap Woo! it up on the Zoom. And so as sound off, we don't allow you to leave without giving you the opportunity to shout some people out. So who would you like to shout out on this morning? 
Oh, my goodness. I got, I got to shout out my mother and father, Denise and Timothy Chapman, um, my sister, Demetis, my niece, Soraya. And I'm going to shout out all of the Georgetown High School Bulldogs who might be listening to this, specifically the class of 2001. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let y'all know to come down to the Asher Theater in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, to check out uh, Motown 59 show okay i'm actually going to be performing in it as well singing and dancing we got some of your greatest we got michael jackson the jackson five uh the the diana ross and the supremes the the temptations four tops listen we got it all so just come and see us every saturday seven o'clock p.m be there be square um i'd like to shout out my friend lauren since we are talking about the workplace uh she had she listed me as a professional reference today and had one of her job um, prospects calling me so shout out to her awesome okay i would like to shout out um i would like to shout out michelle hudson Aaliyah hargrove and dorothy keys um some of the best co-workers i've had ever and i definitely want to give a shout out to my son michael aaron butler and one more shout out to all of the young ladies who are preparing to try out for the conway high school basketball team Awesome. As always, a very special shout out goes out to this radio station. Shout out to our wonderful sponsors. Would not be able to do sound off without our sponsors. Always got to send out love to my family in the Dunbar community. And listen, if you have not voted, tell them yes. Got to vote. Go play. What you say about it, Zanika? What do they need to do? They need to vote. What do they Go need vote. to do, Avriel? To vote. Uh, BJ? <laughs> Listen, the people need to get out there and vote. Make your voice be heard respectfully. Right. Go vote. Right. Again, to you, all of our amazing listeners, thank you for listening to Sound Off. Remember, if you have not liked our Sound Off page, do so. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Until next week, God bless you. And remember, we Sound Off and you can Sound Off too. Our youth are being heard on Sound Off. 98.5 KISS FM. We're really excited that uh, we have a bonus track. And so now we're going to jump into the bonus track uh, post the radio show. Now we're strictly uh, Apple podcast bonus track. And so I'm coming to you, Abriel. What did you have? So I wanted to piggyback off of a question I had asked earlier. You had mentioned um, earlier when I asked about preparing as someone who's just starting off in their career preparing for situations of potential workplace violence. You'd mentioned that in the interview process, um, in order to maximize your interviews, you're also asking questions to the employer. And you said you personally like to ask very specific questions. And I was just wondering if you could share some of the questions you think would be helpful to ask when you're an employee to the employer. Yeah, so the one thing I do want to clarify, though, in the question that workplace violence is actually something very different from what we're oh, talking I'm sorry. about here. I um, mean to say that. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> so another, I, another whole show, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, de I definitely meant to say workplace bullying. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize I said that. <laughs> so some of the questions that I, I ask, um, I will ask a potential employer what is their leadership style? So I'll ask any potential managers that. Now that I'm doing this work, I would ask specifically, how do you address workplace bullying? Um, mm -hmm. And like I said, a lot of companies don't have that. So I 
it's it's a question that I ask to kind of get them thinking that, hey, this is probably something you need to, to look into. Um, I ask very specific questions about if you feel like an employee is struggling, what would be your approach? But the thing with, with some of those questions in interviews is you want to ask them in a way that sets you up for success because sometimes, you know, an employer could be thinking like, gosh, why is she asking me, you know, all of these questions? Mm -hmm. So I probably would not ask all three of them at the same time, but right. I might ask one or two within different interviews. Right. Okay. I, I, I'm thinking about, um, unfortunately, if someone is experiencing workplace bullying, um, I, I really believe that sometimes people, they suffer in silent because don't want to do anything to rock the boat, you know, want to move up in a career or need a job. Right. And so it's like, I'd rather not just say anything because I need mm -hmm. this income. I need this job or I want to move up in this company. So how do we get people to understand? And again, you're talking from experience, Zanika. You've been through it. And, and, it, and when you said the part about you're totally not that person that you are and it took you so long to even redeem yourself and come back to who you really are now, that really emotionally that touched me because imagine yeah. how many other people don't come to a place of returning to what they know could be their normal self. Right. And it's so true. Like I know it, it seems far fetched, but that is so true. I, Cause I can even say I had to, it took me a minute where I had to stop and be like, yo, wait a minute. This isn't who I am. I'm never like, you know what I mean? I was like, I, I know who I am. I'm confident in my work. Why am I second guessing myself? So I, I, so that's so true. Yeah. So, so two points to that. One thing I want to say is that is why allyship is so important. Um, and people being willing to speak up on your behalf is so important because you're right. Oftentimes you don't have that level of confidence. And even if you had it before spending con months, consistent months, even years in a bullying situation can just strip that away. And so it takes having that ally to come in and, and point things out to other people on your behalf. But my ally also was very upfront with me and she reminded me of that every day. But one of the steps that when, when people come to me and they're really like, you know, either I've got a new situation or I want to move forward, the first thing we start with, the first question I ask them is, what is the big lie that you're believing now about yourself? Wow. So based on this situation that you've been in, based on these things that this workplace bully has told you, what is the one big lie that you've now started to believe about yourself? And what truth are we going to replace that lie with? Wow. So now we're talking about self-esteem because mm -hmm. somebody's made you think that you're less than. Yep. Wow. And it's exactly what, what, what you said, Amanda, is you have to stop and go, wait a minute. I, I'm smart. I'm capable. I'm whatever. In my situation, it was you are not a good communicator. I am an amazing communicator. It's one of my top, like actual every, every right. strength assessment I take, that is one of the top strengths that always comes out for me. So I had to get that back and say, you know what? No, I, I am a great communicator. There might be a lot of other things I can't do in this workplace, but <laughs> <Right>. communication <laughs> yeah, is yeah. not one of them. Yeah. And when I started right. to at least own that, the other stuff started to come back because then it was, now, you're not going to speak over me in this meeting because this is a skill set that I have that I'm going to express and I'm going to exhibit at this time. That's right. good. That is really good. Yeah, I, I think that the danger of not 
facing or dealing with workplace bullying, especially for our young people, and I'm just thinking about Adriel getting started, um, when people decide to dummy down because they don't want yeah. the conflict, res they don't want to deal with the conflict and they don't realize that it can be some resolution that could come from it. But the dummy, the dummy down part, like, you know, typically, or somebody might say, okay, she might just be a mad black woman. I hate that. I hate that. I yes. hate that with yeah. everything in me. Every, so all black women are mad black women. You know, and so yeah. and, and the unfortunate thing is, y'all, sometimes women buy into that. And then if somebody do, don't really know us, then their perception of us is that. And we get treated that way. Mm -hmm. And like, I was going to say, I feel like so many black women are forced to put themselves in spaces where they're attempting so hard not to be perceived at, as the stereotype, that mad black woman stereotype, that it they avoid speaking up for themselves just to essentially avoid that stereotype. And it's so unfair. I feel like that we even have to deal with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The microaggressions that, that we have to deal with, but that's why I always ground myself in truth because sometimes a big lie. And I, I had a friend tell me that her big lie was, you know, well, you're too much. And so it was, gosh, well, I am too much. And so she was, she wasn't just dumbing herself down. Well, now she was changing the way that she dressed and the way that she talked and all the things that she did. And, and her truth was, I am too much. Like I'm too much in this place. Like you can't handle all of the amazing things that I'm bringing into this place. So I got to go. And so that's why I, I always tell people, you have to ground yourself in the truth about yourself every day. Because if I am just stating my point and stating my facts, it, how can I be angry? Like, I, I am not going to accept that. I'm not going to let you put those microaggressions on me. So the final thing I want to talk about is I've always had a really big personality. My granddaddy told me years ago, you will make, you're going to use your voice to do something. And, you know, I, honestly, I'm like, well, I guess my granddaddy was right. And so, but for everybody's not comfortable when people go, you talk too much that I, you know, and, and because they have a big personality. So what do we say to people? Or do you agree that if you have a big personality, you need to learn how to channel it? That's the word that I heard a lot. Just learn how to channel that. And then so is that negative or is that positive or does that make sense? I think we are living in an amazing time to be women, to be black women in the workplace because I think that women are really waking up to owning their power. And I think a lot of those things that people would say to um to, 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 to ground really strong, really powerful women. Women are no longer accepting that anymore. And so I, I feel like I show up very much my full self in the workplace. Um, and, and, and I just no longer accept. And here's one of the things that I tell people when they're dealing with bullies. I do not accept other people's feelings. Like I don't wear other people's feelings. I don't consume other people's feelings. So when people say, you know, that, that, that you're intimidating, if I am showing up authentically me, I'm not putting on airs or anything else. Right. I'm not doing anything intentionally to intimidate you. So I'm not going to own your feeling that you are intimidated by, by who I am. I like that. So we have to stop 
wearing clothes that don't fit us when we go into certain spaces. Allow these negative people it. to wear their own raggedy clothes. Like, no, you right. wear that. But I'm going to wear what I came in here to wear and I'm going to wear this armor and this suit that is uniquely me. Then mm -hmm. I just don't, I don't take on other people's feelings anymore. Wow. I love it. I love it. This is because here's the thing with that, Miss Gofield, is when you start to do that and you start to say, Oh, well, I talk too much. Let me be quiet. Now you're focusing on being quiet. So all the brilliance that was in your mind that you would normally say, now you're focusing on being quiet and you're not being who you are. Right. Absolutely. Or you say, you know, uh, I'm I'm not gonna do this, or maybe if I just come into work a little bit earlier, they might not treat me this way, or if I stay later, or you know, if I surpass the deadline by two weeks. But here's the thing, when that person still shows up and they still treat you like crap and they still treat you crazy. What, what did you do all that for? Right, right. They're still going to be who they are. You cannot lose yourself. You can't right. lose yourself. And I but like yeah, you talk about yeah. being authentic. You know, you mm -hmm. can't. That's good. Wow. I'm telling you, this this is a, this is a bless my whole life right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going. And yeah. I, Abriel, I'm so glad that you're part of this uh, uh, dialogue because, again, you're getting ready to jump into that business world. And so a lot of things that I th that um, Zanika talked about this morning, I'm hoping and praying that it will be able to help you or it has helped you. It definitely yeah, and Can has. I just say yeah. one more thing to, to, to Abriel and the young people who might be listening who... I know I got a lot of that conflicting, like, ah, oh, I'm going to have to change myself. But there has to be some part of you that if a workplace is not going to accept you and you have to put yourself in a box to fit into that workplace, mm -hmm. is that workplace really the right the right place for you? Right. Sometimes it's not the right fit. You're Sometimes right. It's not the right fit. And I think when you're when you're younger and just starting out, you don't always know that that sometimes it's not a toxic work environment. It just wasn't a good fit for me. It didn't fit my personality and my skill set. That helped, Adrian? Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. That goes for so many things. That goes for other people. Sometimes you're just not, not that the person's bad or anything, just not a good fit. So I yeah, definitely and so agree you, with that. Yeah, so you asked me about That's questions. Good. So one of the things that I would say to someone in, in your situation is, I, I do a lot around intention. So start with your intention, right? What kind of workplace do you want to show up in? Mm -hmm. And that will give you all the questions that you would need to ask someone, right? When you start building that list of, I want a workspace that looks like this and feels like this. Right. Well, now you already know what to ask them. Yeah. Right. That's, so, that's a great idea. I love it. So part two, Sanika? I, I'm, I'm down for part two. Gotcha. And listen, to our listeners, uh, thank you so much. Uh, for listening to our Apple podcast. Again, like us on Facebook, uh, follow us on Instagram. And again, our very special guest, and I mean very special guest on this morning, Sanika Chapman, representing Georgetown, South Carolina, mm -hmm. Georgetown High School, representing Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. And she's the daughter of Denise and Timothy Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Uh, we're really honored that you came by on this morning, and uh, God bless you, my friend. God bless you as well. Thank you so much for having me. Our youth are being heard on Sound Off 98.5 Kiss FM. Sound, Sound Off. Off.